Negative body image has been associated with low self-esteem, eating disorders, and mental illness. Many young people, including young girls, are dissatisfied with their bodies, even at an early age, and this has been shown to continue and worsen over time. As part of Washington State University's Showcase for Undergraduate Research and Creative Activities, sports science major Veronica Garcia shares research on the effect of physical activity on body image, why it might be effective, and specifically with her mentor, Associate Professor Ann Cox, a 16-week study examining the relationships of mindfulness and self-compassion to body appreciation and something called body surveillance, all with women participating in a yoga course. Veronica talks about these essential relationships and strategies that will support more positive body image. Education Eclipse starts now. Education, news, and research. These are the conversations happening inside education, athletic training, sports science, and sport management that are going to transform each. It's Education Eclipse from Washington State University. Back here on Education Eclipse, and I'm joined by Veronica Garcia, who is a senior in sports science and just got done presenting at Circa. And if you don't know what Circa is, it's the Showcase for Undergraduate Research and Creative Activities. It's an annual event. I looked it up online, and uh, Veronica, this is great. So the name is, of course, Undergraduate Research and Creative Activities. It says the purpose is to help undergraduates share their research and creative activities. So very <laughs> appropriately named, I guess. But you presented Poster 135, Examining Mindfulness and Body Image in the Context of yoga, and your mentor in this was Ann Cox, who's a faculty member in our college. So as we're talking about body image, what are some of the negative ramifications that come with negative body image? So negative body image can cause people to have unhealthy diets, um, can stem eating disorders, mental issues, depression, social anxiety, low self-esteem, refraining from engaging in physical activity. Um, so many things that can eventually all even snowball together and affect other areas of people's lives as well, which is why it's important to kind of intervene as soon as you as soon as possible. Specifically in this, as I read through the narrative of your research, there was one group that was mentioned in here right up top, a specific group of people. You mentioned it being pervasive or maybe even getting worse. So so with whom is this issue really pervasive? So body image is more commonly associated with women. And um, the general public tends to see that women are affected by it the most as well, but it's important to understand that it can affect anyone. Um, but women are kind of the main target of negative body image, and that's just because there's so many unrealistic um, media presence and um, social media can really take a toll on women, especially in our age group here at, in like a college town. And so it's hard to say with who it's getting worse because it can affect anybody. Um, and it also depends on kind of how comfortable the individual is with revealing that they have negative body image. So, for example, um, stereotypical for males to be um, kind of put down if they're talking about their body in a negative light and if they're um, unhappy with an aspect of it. So it's kind of depends on who comes forward with it. And um, so it's kind of hard to tell who it affects the most or who it's getting worse with. But definitely women are a big target. But it's important to keep in mind that it can affect anybody. Sure. And I can see societally. I mean, we've been able to go to the grocery store or or wherever for years. And many of the magazines and other publications have been geared toward women. And, and it does set 
what is pretty much the gold standard. And if you don't reach that, then of course there's a problem. And, and you can imagine now with the complexities of social, social media, you know, I mean, we hear about the, the psychological aspects of, of this like FOMO fear of missing out, you know, and you see everybody else. Well, uh, obviously it's very easy to, to see what is portrayed and think that that is what I have to reach, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of in our society nowadays, it's kind of, um, changing so now we're seeing more positive body campaigns and self-acceptance campaigns so i think that's a great step and we're all putting in an effort as a whole to kind of change what people or society may consider as what the ideal body should be and kind of just leaning more towards accepting yourself as you are and being happy with that so you're saying even though i have a face made for radio (laughs) i should i should be happy with that (laughs) so 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 explain mindfulness because that was it said examining mindfulness and body image in the context of yoga so what is mindfulness so in general mindfulness describes your focus and attention of the present moment acknowledging and accepting all thoughts and feelings that may arise without placing judgment on themselves or without fear of those emotions and feelings and it's also important to note that it's something that can help us relate to ourselves and to others with compassion so although we may not be in the same situation as someone else or really understand why they're feeling that way, we can still help them out and relate to them in that way. Yeah, and that can be a struggle for anybody. As you mentioned, this can affect everybody. But but let's talk about young girls in this case and, and why they might be, I, I don't know if it's disproportionately affected, but why they might be affected so greatly. So what kind of research have you done on, on the body image and young girls? And uh, obviously you were a young girl at one point, so I don't know if that played into it mm-hmm. from a personal perspective, but, but why was that something that was actually called out? When I said young girls in my abstract, it was mainly just to bring attention and awareness to the fact that it can develop as young as three years old. And wow. uh, yeah, and the sooner you can intervene, the better. And um So the amount of research that I've done has been for my project and just reading articles about um, studies that have worked with young girls as young as three, like I said, all the way up to like 18 and then past that in as adult. But um, it's kind of hard to quantify, but I think it's important that it's being done because the sooner we can figure out strategies and interventions to help these young girls, the sooner we can um, prevent these more severe negative issues in the long run. And so one strategy, for example, could be to refrain from associating exercise with losing weight and instead thinking about it in terms of building strength. And that way you're relating exercise to um, in more internal aspects of your body rather than what society wants you to achieve. So you're not exercising to look a certain way. You're exercising for the health benefits and to make yourself feel better internally. How are you getting like the data or talk about the research you're actually doing and how you're getting the information. So with my research specifically, I'm using data that I'm working with my mentor on getting through yoga classes here at WSU offered for academic credit. And so for this study specifically, we looked at females only and we had 147 participants. Wow. So what we would do throughout the 16 weeks is we would administer surveys um, assessing mindfulness, self-compassion, body appreciation and body surveillance. And they were all self-reported surveys. And one would be, one would be administered at baseline um, in the middle of the 16 weeks and then at the end. And then we had a few surveys administered biweekly. And we averaged those scores to get our data. And that's how we found our results. Okay. And what did those results say, at least at this point? So overall, we found that um, throughout yoga, the yoga class, mindfulness, body appreciation, and self-compassion all significantly increased in our participants, while body surveillance showed a significant decrease. And so that's important to understand because it kind of helps 
us to see that yoga really is an effective tool, not just as a form of physical activity, but for your mind and for your internal awareness. Yeah, but for being a little more limber, I think yoga would have something to give to me. When you say body surveillance, what does that mean? So body surveillance is kind of referring to the amount of time you spend uh, being attentive and aware of your appearance, but in an overly uh, obsessive way sometimes. So any reflection that you see looking in the mirror, monitoring constantly how you look in an unhealthy manner or an unhealthy amount. Here's a question that I often ask, maybe every time that I've ever done a podcast with somebody who who does any kind of research, it's the so what at the end or the now what, right? I mean, you have this research, you're sitting on the results, you're showing something, but what does it do if nobody sees it, right? So what do we hope happens to this? To whom does this need to to go? Policymakers that that do some kind of policy changes in schools? I mean, are we just hoping it gets, uh, you know, to recreation facilities, to psychologists? I mean, who needs this kind of information? So I think this information will be beneficial for anybody, like I said, since negative body image can affect everyone. I understand that it's hard to get the information out there, especially from studies to the general population. And so um, one great way is kind of just word of mouth or easily accessible outlets such as a podcast (laughs) and um, um, flyers, also media listings. And then also I think it's important to have or hopefully in the near future have more and more companies implementing mindfulness-based either workshops or even a yoga class, um, which can really help their employees get be more productive. And so mindfulness isn't just for the internal aspect of yourself, but it also relates to productivity and all that. So um, just general word of mouth or easy accessible things would be the best outlet for this. Yeah, but this podcast is not easy to get on. I only ask the best and the <laughs> brightest or anybody who wants to. But is so. it easy to listen to? Though? <laughs> well, I'll leave that to the listener to decide. So um, is there anything you wanted to add? I just wanted to add maybe my personal experience with Please. yoga because we can read about it and see that and we're just yeah. thinking, oh, cool, you know, that's great. Yeah. But when until you actually participate in it, Um, You don't really fully understand the benefits, I think. So before I even did this research, I had taken a yoga class and I noticed a big change within myself, which I thought was really cool, but I didn't really understand how or why it was happening. And so after doing this research, I can really see how yoga benefited me. And not only did it benefit like my internal awareness of myself, but also, like I said, I feel more productive now because of the mindfulness aspect of it. And it's just really made an impact on my life. And I continue to do yoga and see these benefits. So I think it's a great tool and I really would advocate for it. All right. Veronica Garcia, namaste and good work (laughs) on this. (laughs) I appreciate this. From the Circa, the annual Circa event showcase for undergraduate research and creative activities. Um, Appreciate you sharing this work with us and I can't wait to see the kind of effect that could have. So thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to Education Eclipse, a College of Education podcast from Washington State University.